The Legal Corner Podcast Series. Welcome to today's episode of The Legal Corner, a podcast which covers a variety of legal issues to keep you informed. Hosted by attorney at law Colin Dinoon and communication specialist Leonardo Torres. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Legal Corner Podcast Series. A special thanks to Leonardo who would have held it down for the last couple of episodes. Our distinguished guest today is Ms. Hazian Sheik, who is our nation's chief public defender. We are going to be discussing the topic, Legal Aid, the Public Defender's Department. Just to tell you a bit about Ms. Sheik before I bring her on. So Ms. Sheik assumed the role of Trinidad and Tobago's first chief public defender in March 2020. Prior to this role, Ms. Sheik was a member of the private criminal bar as defense counsel since being called to the bar of Trinidad and Tobago 2008. She graduated from the University of the West Indies and Hugh Wooding Law School. She has always had a passion for criminal law and has practiced in magisterial, high court and appellate matters. She also went on to complete her Master's of Law in Criminology and Criminal Justice in 2016 from the University of London. Prior to her embarking on the legal profession, Ms. Sheik graduated from St. Augustine Guilds High School in 2003 with an additional scholarship. Ms. Sheik has always been an active participant in the continued development of, of the criminal justice system and contributes as a serving member of the Criminal Justice Reform Committee and the Criminal Legislative Review Committee of the Law Association of Trinidad and Tobago. She also serves on the Criminal Justice Committee, chaired by the Chief Justice of Trinidad and Tobago, in addition to the Plea Discussion and Plea Agreement Committee chaired by the Office of the Attorney General and Ministry of Legal Affairs. She has also participated in multiple joint select committees and special select committees of Parliament which are geared to criminal justice reform. She also strongly believes in the shaping of young minds in the profession and to this end tutors in the University of the West Indies Law Faculty for Criminal Law and in the Hugh Wooding Law School for Criminal practice and procedure. Good day to you, Ms. Sheik, and welcome to Legal Corner Podcast Series. Good afternoon. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, we're going to get straight into it. I want you to tell us what is the process for obtaining legal aid in Trinidad and Tobago? So the process for obtaining legal aid differs whether it's a criminal matter or a civil matter. So for the criminal side, what usually happens is that you would fill out an application form, which is called a Form 9, which is prescribed by statute. And that form, once filled out, will be sent to a judicial officer of the court that you're before. And that judicial officer will indicate whether or not it is found to be acceptable. So they will decide whether or not legal aid can be granted. Um, since the advent of COVID on the criminal side, there has been a little bit of change in that orders can be issued by the court directly, meaning that they can assess a person to indicate whether or not they are qualified for legal aid and they can grant the order that's sent to the legal aid and advisory authority and thereby an assignment of an attorney is made thereafter. So that's the criminal side. On the civil side, which is a little bit different, you would have to fill out a form. There is an investigation process because there's a means test on the civil side that needs to be filled out. And then it goes before the board, the legal aid and advisory authorities board for 
the final decision as to whether legally it would be approved. So it's a little different on either side. All right. What are the financial requirements for accessing legal aid? So again, difference on both sides. So for the civil side, it is that you have to have uh, less than $36,000 per year in terms of your income, or you have and less than $20,000 disposable capital. On the criminal side, because it's a discretion that's exercised by the judicial officer, even though that also applies, if the judicial officer thinks it's in the interest of justice to grant you legally, they will. Tell us about the genesis of the department that you had, which is the Public Defenders Department. Well, the Public Defenders Department is um, a brainchild of the former Attorney General, uh, Faris Alwari. It was his... um, plan to have this particular department. It was initiated in March of 2020 when I would have started. And essentially what we are geared towards is criminal defense. So we are the flip side of what the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions is. It is We are criminal defense um, at the high court level at this time. So that is what we are in a nutshell. And what is the organizational structure like in that department? So you have the chief public defender, of which the position that I hold. I have a deputy public defender who is just below me. We have nine senior public defenders who have to be over 10 years call. Then we have nine public defender juniors who are between the call of five to 10 years of criminal experience. Then we have PD1s, public defender ones, who are under five years experience. And then entry level, another nine persons who are from zero to two years of experience. Okay. Well, I would say that's quite a large department. and It's very well organized. I don't know about the large. So right (laughs) now, uh, our maximum capacity is 38. Uh, We currently have 28 persons. We are in active recruitment for some of the other positions. So we should have a couple more starting with us shortly. But ideally, our max is 38. The max anticipated numbers of the DPP when fully staffed is supposed to be 129. So if that's any indication of what we need to get up to, that's that's a good idea of a starting point. So we're not even halfway as to what their full capacity would be. Do you have a high turnover rate or do persons tend to stay with your department? Uh, Persons do tend to stay, but we are a relatively young department. I mean, we're only three years and some months. So, I mean, that's a hard um, indication to really say at this point in time. But generally, persons who have left the department, and we have had about three persons leaving since the start, they have left for positions in other jurisdictions. Okay. Mishika, at this point, we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back. back and thank you for staying with us. Um, Sheikh, before the break, we were just talking about the organizational structure of your department and the fact that you all are 
currently in active recruitment. So I know I have young attorneys who are listening, and perhaps if they are interested in criminal law, they can send an application via the relevant channel. I want us to talk now, I know you mentioned the DPP's departments. I want us to talk now a bit about the difference between a public defender and the prosecutor. Well, we're, the, we're an alternate sides of defense, essentially. So the public defender, we do criminal defense, which is we represent the persons who are charged with offenses before the court. Our responsibility is to ensure that they have a fair trial before the court if they are going to trial or all the processes and procedures are followed for all of the other um, ways that their matters can be dealt with before the court. For a prosecutor, the prosecutor is responsible for prosecuting a matter, meaning that they actively bring a charge before the court through an indictment, usually at the high court or an information at the magistrate's court. And they are the ones who would put forward the evidence that the state is relying on, which would have come from the police who conducted the investigations, and that they would essentially be calling those witnesses, putting forward the evidence in order to show that the accused person did what they say they did. So, I mean, that is really it. One of us is actively bringing the evidence to show it. The other, us, the public defenders, we are actively ensuring that the police and the state have done their job properly and through all of the procedures and processes prescribed by the law and ensuring that the accused has a fair trial. What is the relationship between the public defenders department and external attorneys? So the public defenders department is an internal department in the legal aid and advisory authority. We have been established under the legal aid advisory authority by way of cabinet note. Our department is a litigation department for criminal defense of the high court. Prior to the creation of the Public Defenders Department, all matters, all criminal matters, be it magistrate's court or high court, were dealt with by the external bar. The external bar is essentially those, any private attorney of any that would be interested in doing a legal aid matter, they could sign up to be a member of that external bar. Once you sign up, you would be assigned matters based on what your preferences that you would have indicated when you did make that initial sign up. So for criminal matters, you could have been given magisterial matters as well as high court matters. Currently, because the public defenders exist in the high court, we do still send matters to external members because ultimately we are not capable of doing all. And But at the magistrate's court level, because we're not at the magistrate's court level, the external bar services the magistrate court. Right. Now, as we get to a later up, Michelle, I guess I'm... And one final question for you. Uh, what challenges have you encountered thus far in your role as Chief Public Defender? Well, challenges are meant to be overcome. So let's start there. But <laughs> it is uh, very different um, when you have started a department that didn't exist before. There is nothing to guide you. There is um, the problem of just getting a lot of buy-in from the public, for example, because previously all that the public would have been aware of was legal aid in a very vague concept. And by virtue of having external attorneys who would have been the persons assigned to them. So it meant that there was no body existing in the way that the public defenders department now does. So we find ourselves having to show 
our clients. And it's always very important that we do show it, that we are representing them efficiently, that we're putting in the work, that we're doing the training. Uh, so I think that has been our major challenge for them to understand what we do, know who we are, um, because, you know, we came out in the prime of covid we started COVID started at the same time. So we didn't have that benefit of being outside um, in courts. And then a lot of things changed. There was a lot of virtual courts, et cetera. So it's just getting them to understand all of what we do and how we do it and how best we are trying to assist in the process. So I think that has been our biggest challenge to date, really. Um, but it's something that we're tackling head on. Uh, just as a follow-up from that. Sure. The whole aspect of gender. Has that affected mm-hmm. you in any way? Is there anything you'd like to say about that as a, a woman in a powerful role? I hope. I mean, honestly, I can't say that I've been affected in any way. I think um, in the legal fraternity, there are quite a number of very strong, wonderful women who have actually had the um, the luxury and the um, the ability to learn from. And I think I've been able to hopefully take on some of the good characteristics that they have shown in terms of how to lead and how to inspire and so forth. And I, I really think I have gotten a lot of them, a lot of that um, in seeing how they do it. But ultimately, the hope is that gender plays but a minor part. But in addition to that, to inspire those that come after me, that they too can do just about anything. I don't think... Um, I don't think the gender is supposed to really be a restricting factor. And I think as we are progressing in time, it's less so than it used to be. And I'm Chief Public Defender. I'd like to thank you for taking the time. And I wish you all the best. Thank Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Legal Corner podcast series. For more information, please visit us at our Facebook or Instagram pages or send your comments to the Legal Corner Podcast at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you.